Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mech in the Mech, making entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. I'm your host, Andrew Stockel. In today's episode, we have Pauline Leach to talk to us about finances with small businesses. Greetings, Pauline. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Pauline Leach, and I am the director of the Business Finance Center at an organization called the Community Business Partnership. The Community Business Partnership is an umbrella organization, and it has a number of programs underneath it. It has a women's business center, which is geared specifically to startup businesses. We then have a small business development center that helps existing businesses grow, expand, that kind of thing. We have a business finance center, which I run. I help clients go to banks for larger amounts of money, but I also have in-house a couple of microloan programs, which I can talk about later. We also have a business incubation center. So some of our clients who are currently operating out of their basement and want to move into an office space without yet paying the money for high street commercial space, come and live with us, pay rent to us for up to about two years, and then we graduate them on. We have a financial education center for women entrepreneurs where we deal with all kinds of financial topics from how to open a business bank account if you're a new American all the way up to how to make grow wealth within your business. And then we have a entrepreneur certificate program, which we do in conjunction with Northern Virginia Community College. So we like to think of ourselves as a kind of one-stop shop for small businesses. What are some of the hardest struggles financially that small businesses face in the first couple of years? The first difficulty is definitely access to credit from banks, access to money, because they're new in business. They've got no history out there. So any startup is going to be a risk for a bank. So first of all, they need to have got some of their own savings, something that they can fall back on within those first few months. The second biggest mistake they tend to make is in cash flow, is in underestimating really how long it's going to take them to reach profitability. You know, they'll, they'll tend to project out financial projections and they've got themselves making, you know, a million bucks within the first year or $500,000 within the first year. They don't realize it's going to take them a number of years to reach this point. And that, so that will be as well overestimating their, their projections, you know, you know, giving it the best case scenario instead of maybe the worst case scenario and seeing if they think that they can, that this business will actually survive. How might a small business owner put themselves in a better position to overcome some of these struggles? One of the best ways is, is writing the business plan to begin with and getting a better understanding of what the clients want as opposed to what this small business owner thinks they need. There's a very big difference in that. And people will say, you know, I know there's a need for this. Well, there may be, there may not be. You know, they've not really done their homework to find out if there's a need for this. So one of the best ways is to take as many classes as you can from whatever organization, you know, is teaching you the entrepreneurial skills. Um, write that business plan. I think the second thing I would say is lots of people are interested in doing what they like to do. So they are what they call themselves creative people. You know, I'm a creative person. They're not really interested in growing a small business and they're two separate things. You know, somebody might be a fabulous cook or a good restaurant manager, but he's never actually run a small business. And so it's moving from that into running a small business that's, that is often very difficult for an entrepreneur. The classic we often get is a hobby. 
somebody likes to make cookies, they make cakes, they quilt, they make gift baskets, and someone says, you know, okay, you should go into business because these are great, we all buy them. That's a very difficult transition to make from making a quilt to actually selling a quilt. You know, you've got to think of the hours that you're putting into this versus can you make money at this? You know, you might be putting 10 hours into making a quilt. Well, at $20 an hour, that's 200 bucks. Is anybody willing to pay more than that? You know, 400 bucks, 600 bucks, probably not. And also that pastime that was a hobby that you enjoyed is not a hobby anymore. What are some issues entrepreneurs face when trying to obtain a loan? Okay. First of all, they do need good credit because if they don't have decent credit, credit somewhere right now in this economy, a FICO score of somewhere like 680, I would say, they're not going to get as far as the bank even reading the business plan. So if the credit's not where it should be, try working on that first because they're only going to be declined and then have to go away and work on the credit. So I usually say work on the credit first. That's number one. Experience in the business that they're going into. If they haven't got experience in that business, it's a, it's a double risk now. Not only are they a startup with no history, they haven't got experience. And, you know, we often get people who come and they've been driving, for example, one extreme would be driving a FedEx truck or your life want to open a coffee shop you know never worked in a coffee shop never managed a coffee shop well that can happen but it's going to take a long time you can't just walk into a bank and say you know it's my dream to have a community coffee shop give me a loan because that's not going to happen the third thing would be collateral people often don't realize that they're going to have to have collateral to cover that loan so if you're going to the bank for a hundred thousand dollars the first thing you're going to have to have is 20 percent of that yourself so you're going to have to have 20% of your own money, equity, to put into that business. If you have that, then to cover the 80000 they're going to loan to you, you're going to have to have collateral. So if, let's say you were going into a restaurant, you know, there could be equipment in the restaurant, kitchen equipment, tables, chairs, that may be worth $80,000 that the bank may take as collateral. They very often want you to sign a personal statement for that. And also, you know, you may just have to put your house up as collateral and people are often not ready to do that. A personal guarantee is what I was trying to search for. They're going to have to sign a personal guarantee for that loan as well as a business guarantee for that loan. Yeah, and they don't want to put their house up. I would also mention here that there are no grants for starting a business. The only grants that there are are for not-for-profits. And for profits, there's not going to be any grants out there. So that's kind of the first thing they should rule out. What are some of the options CBP offers in getting loans and how might they help a small business owner? First of all, we offer classes. We offer lots of training. We offer ABCs of starting a business, registering a business step-by-step. We then have two-hour classes on writing a business plan, social media, that kind of thing. We also have all-day classes. We do something called a toolkit series, um, and that is business planning and financing for growth. We touch legal and insurance risk. We touch marketing. We go into every aspect of running your business. The best thing that they can do is take as many classes as possible because one of the things they get out of it is in with being with their peers who also want to open a business, they often strike up alliances, but often somebody else will ask a question they hadn't even thought of, you know, so they're getting really much more out of it. So the first thing I would say is that we offer lots of training. We then offer, once they've started to write the business plan, we offer one-on-one counseling. So having gone through that and got your business plan, 
um, they can come to the Business Finance Center. If it's a, an amount larger than 35000 I'll help them go to a bank. I've got contacts with a lot of local banks in the area with the loan officer. They can go to him, talk it over. He'll read their business plan. If it's a smaller amount of money, we have our own in-house microloan program. It offers up to $35,000 to small businesses who are located in Fairfax County. We're not as hot on you having to have 20% of your own money into it. We're not as hot on collateral. You know, we'll waive that a little bit. I mean, we do want some and we do want you to have worked on it. But it's kind of, it's really for people who've got a good idea, credit's fairly good, but they've fallen through the cracks at the bank and the bank usually refer them to us. We also have a Hispanic loan program specifically set up for Hispanics who maybe haven't been here long enough to have got an established credit record. So they would come to us. It's a small amount of money to begin with. It's about $5,000. And that would buy equipment, maybe a couple of lawnmowers to start a business. We have that. I'm also a technical assistance provider for one of SBA's smaller loans, the small office, home office loan. And so that will give you five, ten, fifteen thousand. It does go up to 25, but in this economy, they've been only giving up to about 15. That loan actually doesn't require any collateral. So if they've used it for the microloan, they might be able to get 10,000 from a Soho. I sometimes do those two loans in conjunction with each other, you know, so that we can piece together maybe $45,000. And then lastly, I've started a new program called Helping Hands Fund. This is very small amounts of money. It's only $500. But we actually do get some clients, especially in our women's business center, who want to start a small hobby business, income patching business, um, to help the family's finances, to lift them out of poverty. They just don't have that $500. So we loan them $500 to buy inventory or, you know, we, we really hold their hands and help them along the way. So those would be the loan programs as well that we have on offer to them. Wrapping up, is there anything you want to say to any listeners out there? I would say that if you're thinking of starting a business, that's wonderful. I tend to be the person when you come to me that throws the bucket of cold water over people because I, I tell them how it is, the reality. You know, I'm not trying to prevent you following your dream. But if the dream is large and you don't have 20% of that money, you don't have the experience, then, you know, just put the dream to one side. And what I tend to do is let's look at this. Can we start with a piece of this? So, for example, if you wanted to open a, a nursery for plants, you wanted to open something like that, you don't have the money to start. What about we start small at a farmer's market? You know, you build up some kind of clientele. Maybe we can do that. So I would say if, if your credit's not good, you know, if you've no experience in this, if everything isn't aligned right now, that's not going to happen this year. But it can happen if you follow the steps and take the classes. It can happen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Mech in the Mech, making entrepreneurship core at the Mason Enterprise Center. Until then, make a difference.